Oh gosh, what's that thing called? Coriander, Kuzbera. Uh, I always forget this one. Coriander, Kuzbera, and coriander, Kuzbera, and um, coriander, Kuz. Oh gosh, I always forget this one. This has happened so many times that I forget this word. Coriander. Kuzbra and um, oh gosh, oh. All right cilantro. Yeah, um, why? How come I can never remember cilantro? It's like I feel like this is the hundredth time that I can't find that word in my head. I wonder. Friends, welcome back to Babel on Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Chaf Ches, Daf Twenty-Eight of Masechta Erevin. Um, what do we talk about? So we're in the middle of a com- of a discussion about what can you spend your Meister Shani money on? Can you spend it on fish? I don't know. It depends who you ask. Um, so we're going to continue on that uh, discussion. Then we get a little bit into the concept of Klal Ufrat Uklal, uh, how to understand it. What else? Can you use coriander, which is why I was trying to remember cilantro. Um, I, 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 what's the nafkamina between coriander and cilantro? Is there a nafkamina? Oh, what else? Green grains. Can you use green grains for an Erev? What do you guys think? What about non-maturing dates? Can you use non-maturing dates for an Erev? What else? Hearts of palm. Ramam is going to get into some like brachasugis over there at the end of the daf um, with hearts of palm. Remember that? Daf Lamanvav of Masechta Brachas. We had that video from Hawaii of that fellow who cultivates hearts of palm. Okie dokie. So we're at the very bottom of the Afchavzayin Amud Beis. So the last thing that we had was um, we were discussing essentially can you use Meister Shani money to buy fish. So we had a machlokas with Rabbi Eliezer and um, Rabbi Yehuda ben Gadish on the one hand and then these other Tanaim, these anonymous Tanaim on the other. Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Ben Gadish, they learned out the the the, the pasuk by Ma'aser Sheni, which says, "B'chol asher te'aven nafshecha, babakar batzon bayanu v'ashechar, b'chol asher teshacha nafshecha." So we have three things there. We have anything that you desire. Then we have specifics. We have uh, cows and sheep and uh, wine and, uh, and other intoxicants. And then we have another sort of more general thing, which is anything that your soul shall ask. So. Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Ben Gaddish learn the, the, this kind of like big, small, big pattern as a riboy and a miut, which means that it is excluding just one thing. Um, Rabbi, Eliezer said, Rabbi Eliezer said it's excluding fish brine. Rabbi Ben Gaddish said that it's excluding salt water. But they both agree that you can spend your Maestro Shani money on fish. And these other Tanaim, however, we have two Brises, and these two Brises they learn out this, they expound this Pasuk in a um, klal ufrat uchlal sort of manner. And they actually come to two different conclusions based on klal ufrat uchlal. And the Gemara is going to explain how they come to two different conclusions using the same construct. But nonetheless, um, they are using klal ufrat uchlal. One Brisa says that what... Um, you can spend your money on is something that is pre mi pre ugedule karka, 
that it has to be something that comes from something else uh, that can include an animal and also um, something that comes from the ground during the days of Bracious that has to be something that came from the ground. Now that would include fish. So okay, so uh, so so let's just keep it at that, right? Something that comes a fruit from a fruit and comes from the ground, or it really gets nourished from the ground. The other way of learning it would be that from the klal ufrat uchlal, what we are learning is that it would have to be something that um, mamish. Um, oh wait, I messed that up. Ah, oh, dag nabbit. What do I do? I don't do anything. I just keep on going on. No, according to the first way to learn it, right, from the klal ufrat uchlal. So what you learn is it has to be a pre from a pre, right? Something like a fruit that comes from another fruit, but it has to be nourished from the ground, okay? Now, the second way to learn from that klal ufrat uchlal is that it has to be something that actually was created from the ground during the yimei beratius. And Abai says that the nafkamina is fish, that fish, they get their nourishment from the ground. However, they were not created from the ground, they were created from the water, Okay, so according to the first um, brisa, according to that first way of learning this klalufadu klal, so it, so you can right that klalufadu klal is in the context of Meister Shani, and it's saying that you can spend your money on anything that is a fruit that comes from a fruit, right? Fish come from other fish, and they come from like eggs or whatever, and also they are gedule karka, they get nourishment from the ground. Like that seems to be the assumption. Somehow they get maybe food that comes from the ground somehow. And zel, so that's according to, so the first brisa would include fish. And then the second brisa though that says that it has to be something that, um, was created from the ground during Yemei Bracious and that would exclude fish that were created from the water. So, therefore, um, what the Gemara was saying is that Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yudah ben Gaddish, who learn out what you could spend your money on from Meister Shani from Ribui and Miut, so they both agree that you can use that you can spend your money on fish. Um, however, there are these other two prices that instead of expounding that pasuk by ribu and miut, rather they expound that pasuk klal ufrat uchlal. And we have two prices. One of them, the way that they expound from klal ufrat uchlal, means that you have to um, um, spend your money on um, something that is primi pre and gidulo minakarka, and that would also include fish. Just like Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yudah ben Gaddish. However, where the differing opinion comes is according to the second brisa, who learns out from Klal Ufrat Uchlal by Meister Shani, that um, it would have to be something that right Vlad Uvlad Haaretz was that was that what it was Vlad Vlados Haaretz that it needs to be something that during the Maybracious was created from the ground that excludes fish and. Therefore, you cannot spend your Meister Shani money on fish, and that would be where there's a machlokas between this second brisa as well as essentially everybody else. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Ben Gadish, also the first brisa. Fine. Now, what the Gemara wants to ask, or is asking, is does Abaye really consider fish to be something that gets nourishment from the ground? That is the Gemara's kasha, right? Umi Amr Abaye dogen gedulei karka nenu. Does Abai really consider fish to be something that gets nourishment from the ground? But Abai said, If a person eats putisa, now putisa is some kind of um, sheretz that swims in the water. So if a person eats this water-based sheretz, loke arba, we give him four lashes. We whip him four times. Sorry, buddy. Nimala loke chamesh. If he eats an ant, well then we whip him five times. Okay, Tzira Loka Shesh, if he eats a wasp, so we uh, whip him six times. 
Yikes. Bim Isa, now here's the question. Abai is saying that a fellow who eats um, this water-based rodent, so um, he gets four lashes. But if it were true what we were arguing uh, or what we were saying, that Abaye says that fish get their nourishment from the ground, well, if that's the case, well then, Well, then, in addition to the four lashes that this fellow gets for eating putisa, we should be able to add on a few more lashes um, to account for the fact that what he ate is also something that is shoretz ala aretz. And Rashi, I think, says that you should get an additional three lashes. Um, kind of be unfortunate for this fellow, but I guess the guy who's administering the lashes, probably more fun for him. Okay? Nonetheless, our question is, how could Abaye say that um, fish are gidule karka, or that these things that grow in the ground, uh, uh, that these things that live in the water are gidule karka? If that's the case, then this fellow should not receive four lashes; he should receive um, additional lashes, also for sharitz hashoritz ala aritz. So Ella Omar Ravina, rather Ravina says, you know what the nafkamina is between these two brises? These two bri- right, both brises are learning out klal ufat uchlal. From this Meister Shani Pasuk. Um, what's an Afkamina? So if I wanted to say that the difference between the two of them, right? On the, on the one hand being primi pre ugdule karka, so that's one of the prices, and the other one learned that from the Kalafaru Klau, that Vlad Vlado Saaritz. So what's an Afkamina? If I wanted to say that, that it was fish, is an Afkamina. We just said that fish is going to be a, pro- uh, a problem because Bai can't hold that because then it doesn't add up with what he holds by Makis. Therefore, Ravina says, what's an afkamina between these two brises? Ophis, Ika benayu. The nafkamina is birds. The nafkamina is birds. The manda amar primi pri bigudule karka. So according to the first brisa that learns out that what you could spend your maestro shani money on is something that is a fruit that comes from a fruit and that can include animals also. Fruit is not literally like a bari pri thing. It's something that is born from another thing. So, and it needs to grow from the, the ground. Well, birds also get their nourishment from the ground. I guess they eat like seeds and stuff. So, therefore, you could spend your money on birds. Now, according to the Mandamar, who learns out from the Klaal of that it needs to be something that sort of was created from the ground. Well, Haneofis Minarekek Nivru. Okay, well, these birds, they weren't created exactly from ground. They were created from some rekek, some kind of thing that was a combination of like water and sand and stuff. Okay, so they're not, they didn't, weren't born from the ground and therefore uh, you can't spend your money on birds according to that second brisa. Fine. Now, the Gemara wants to know, Mandemarbe ofis my taime, umandemamit ofis my taime. The, look, both of these brises are learning out, are expounding the Pasuk by Meister Shani as Klal Ufrat Uchlal, as opposed to Rabbi Yezah and Rabbi Yudah ben Gadish that learned out from Ribuy and Miut. They're both, both of these brises are learning out what you're allowed to spend your Meister Shani money on from the same construct of Klal Ufrat Uchlal. So how can they come to two different conclusions from the same construct? So, Mandimar, I'm going to read that again. Mandimar Be'ofis, so the, according to the first brisa, 
that says that you are allowed to spend your money on birds. My time, how come he, how does he learn that out from the Klaufaruchlau? Or also like why, you know, what's his approach that enables him to learn that out from Klaufaruchlau? And the Mandamar who excludes the birds says that you may not spend your Meister Shani money on birds. My time, eh? What's his reasoning? So, according to the um, Manda Amar, who includes birds, right? I, according to the first Brisa that says that you're allowed to spend your Maestro Shani money on birds. So, Kasavar, he holds that Klala Basra Davka, that when you have a Klal Ufaru Klal, like we have over here by Maeser Shani. The first cloud being, Anything, no. The first one being, um, yes. Yeah. Anything that you're, um, anything that you will desire. So that's a cloud. And then it says, That's a, that, that is a prat. And then it says, Right. Anything that your soul will ask for. So that's once again a cloud. So he says that cloud basra dafka. So he says that, the uh, most important one, you have the klal, you have the prat, and the klal. The more significant one is going to be the second klal, as opposed to the first klal. And therefore, prat uchlal, so we're going to view it as a prat and a klal. We're not going to right now take into account the first klal. We're really just going to focus in on the second klal, which is coming after this prat. So the prat being bakar, tzon, yain, and sheikhar. And then it says, b'chol anything that your soul may want. So... You have a prat uchlal. So what happens when you have a specific, you know, a specific description followed by a inclusive general description? So nase klal mosef ala prat. So what's happening is that the general rule is adding on to the details, right? So we had cows, sheep, wine, and intoxicants, and now we have a klal immediately following. That is coming to say, you know what? It comes to include absolutely everything. Spend your meiser sheni money on whatever you want. Visrabuluhu kol mile. It includes everything, absolutely everything. Ve'ahani klala kama. Okay, but then we do still have our first klal. We can't ignore the fact that it is a klal ufat uchlal. It's not just a prat uchlal. So the first klal must be doing something. So it's coming in to rein in our sort of absolute inclusion somewhat. So lemute kol dilo domile mishnet staden. And what the um, that, that first what that first klal is doing is it is it is it is saying that you know what yes we can be inclusive and we could say that you could spend your Meister Shani money on all sorts of things however there are some criteria and that criteria is that it needs to be something that comes from something else primi pre and it needs to be gudule karka as long as it's primi pre gudule karka then you can buy it and that would include birds okay fine umandim imayit office and the Mandamur says that you're not allowed to purchase birds. Kasava Klala Kamadavka. So he focuses on the first Klal in this Klal Ufrat Uchlal construct. And Klal Ufrat, so therefore, by focusing on the first Klal and not focusing so much on the second Klal, so you, you can kind of view it as, for now, as a Klal Ufrat. Okay? So you have a general rule, which basically says, Go buy whatever you want with my Sushani money. But then you have a prat and it says actually you can only buy cows, sheep, wine, and 
intoxicants. And therefore, forget about the klal. All we care about now are these four specific things. Nothing else. But then, but you still, the, the, the second, you can't just ignore the second klal. It has to be doing something. So, it says, look, you know what? It's not just cow, sheep, wine, and um, intoxicants. Rather, you know, you can also include anything that is similar to it in three ways, right? That it has to uh, be a primi pre, it also has to be gedule karka, but it also has to be something that actually came from the ground during sheshis mebreshis, and that excludes fish. So that is not fish, birds. Birds. These people are talking about birds. I hope I wasn't saying fish. Fish was a bai, this is now ravina. We're talking about birds, right? So according to the first brisa that um, says that the main thing is the second claw, well then it is uh, saying that you can spend your money, your Meister Shani money on birds. According to the second Brisa, who says that um, really we focus on the first claw, so then um, it is coming to exclude birds. All right. But both of them say that you certainly would not be allowed to uh, spend your money on fish. And therefore, both of these, right, because fish don't even get nourishment from the ground, and therefore both of these Bryces um, would argue on Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yudvang Gadr, who say that you are allowed to spend your Maestro Shani money on fish. Okay. You're allowed to use Pa'apuin in an Erev. Don't know what those are. Arsul didn't know either. Uve, okay, now I have a hard ter- time pronouncing this word. Let's see if I can do it. Uve, uh oh, uve chal, uh oh, uve chal glogos, uve chal glogos, uve chal glogos, uve chal Am I pronouncing that right? Uve chal glogos? In English, that's uh, purslane. You know what that is? Neither do I. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. Whatever. Like we say, what are we saying? That you're allowed to use these things? All right. So you can use these things. You can use papuin. You can use purslane. You can use gudganios. Right. So coriander. I kind of know. I actually, I, I pretty much know what coriander is. It's um, cilantro and also kuzbra. You can go to the store and shukmach neyuda, and you just ask them for it, and they give it to you. Some people like it. Some people don't. Um, or Kafnios, Kfanios, Kipanios, Kofnoyososa. Okay. But you can't make an Arab with, uh, what are these things? Green grains and non-maturing dates. All right. Now, so we had said that you're allowed to use coriander or cilantro or kuzbra, whatever you want to call it. So, Uvgudganios, Mima Arvin. Wait, are you really allowed to use, um, Let's just call them Gudganio so we don't have to deal with other um, translations. Ve'atanya, but we learn a brisa. Gudganios merube banim yochlu, chasuche banim lo yochlu. But we have a brisa that says that Gudganios, um, people who have children, they can eat it. People who do not have children do not eat it because it, um, I guess, is not very good for your sperm. And therefore, 
if you are if you want to have children and you don't have children so stay away from gudganios from coriander okay Vim, now here's the question okay one second now if the coriander gets really hard well then it's going to be bad for everybody even if you have children you should stay away from it so now the question is why would rob say that you're allowed to make an air with um coriander if at best it can only be eaten by people who have children but if it's hard can't be eaten by anybody and even when it's soft people who don't have children shouldn't eat it people who have children can eat it so it sounds like something that we wouldn't necessarily want you to be married with it because at best it's only edible for some people so so one way to explain rav is saying is that when the coriander is not hard and um, we're talking about people who already have children, so then um, they can you make an air with coriander. All right, fine. Or else I'll say that really, it really it's saying that even people who don't have children can make an air with coriander. Because after all, people who have children are allowed to eat coriander. So therefore, even with people without children, right, people with children are able to eat coriander, and therefore people without children can even make an Eruv with coriander, right, because Milotanan, because after all, did we not learn in our very own Mishnah, that a Nazir is allowed to make an Eruv with wine, and Yisrael is allowed to make an Eruv with truma. Amo, from there we see, So we see from our Mishnah that since you're allowed to make an Arab, a Nazir can make an Arab with wine, and Israel can make an Arab with Truma. We see that even though the specific person who's, who's making an Arab with these items is unable to consume them, but since other people can consume them, so therefore they're acceptable uh, to be used for an Arab. So Achanami here, here also, even though this person who doesn't have children um, should stay away from coriander, nonetheless, since people with children can eat it, so even people without children can use it for an Erev. Or if you want, I will say, Or when Rav said that you're allowed to use coriander, it's talking about median coriander, median coriander, and anybody can eat that stuff, and therefore... Therefore, what? Therefore, you can use it for an Erev, um, according to everybody. Friends, let's move on. When we're talking about green grains, low, right? So, meaning, Rav said that you're not allowed to make an Erev with green grains. But is that really true? You are allowed to use these items in an Erev. Meaning you're allowed to use hops as well as green gran- grains in an Arab. And the bracha is bread priyadama. So how come on the one hand Rav is saying that you're not allowed to use green grains in an Arab, but then he's saying that you are allowed to use green grains in an Arab? No, what's going on? That's like pretty binary machlokas right there. One says yes, one says no. Reminds me of the time when I was in a uh, I was in Yeshiva University, we had a Bukhina with Rabbi Simon. And at that point, he was doing oral bechinas, which were pretty good. I mean, I studied for them, but apparently uh, my colleagues didn't. And so we were doing the oral bechina, and Rabbi Simon, he asked the question, and it was, he didn't ask it to me. He asked it to, and there were, so it was me and my chavrusa, and then there was like one other guy who kind of just latched on, because I guess he needed to do the bechina. 
So it was like the three of us, and he um, asked the question to like my chavrusa, I think, <laughs> or no, I think <laughs> I think he asked the chavrusa to like the uh, question to like the third guy, and the third guy I think obviously didn't, didn't know the answer, so I think he replied that it's a machlokas, and I think Simon was like, okay, great, any more, anything else you want to say? But, but there wasn't. So then he looked at my chavrusa, and I think he basically said, one person says it's butter, one person says it's usr. All right, clearly nobody studied. <laughs> well, I guess that that's the general assumption. I guess, you know, I guess it's just good to know that if ever anybody wants to know something, it's probably a machlokas, and probably one person says it's mutter, and one person says it's usr. But our Gemara wants to know, why is he saying it's mutter and why is he saying it's usr, especially since it's the same person saying mutter and usr? So, lo kasha, hamikami da usr rab lebavo, alavasr da usr rab lebavo. So, the Gemara says it's no problem. When Rav said that you may not use green grains, it was before he moved to Bavel. However, once he moved to Bavel and he saw that people were eating green grains, then he said, oh, okay, well, I guess green grains are an acceptable food item and therefore you can use them for an Erev. Fine. Great. So that's why he changed his mind because once he went to, to, to Bavel, he saw that people eat this stuff and you can use it for an Erev. Uh, where are we? But the Gemara asks, but so what? Just because they do have this sort of strange um, practice of eating unripe green grain in Bavel, that doesn't make it globally acceptable. And therefore, Rav, you know, the, the fact that in Bavel they eat green grains does not mean that all of a sudden it's an acceptable food item that you can use for an Eruv. Right, so the Gemara says, is Bavel considered the majority of the world that just because in Bavel they eat green grains, therefore the Allah is that you can always use green grains for an Eruv? Ve'atanya, but we learn in a Brisa, ha'pul ve'asora ve'atilson, that beans and barley and uh, fenugreek, shazar and liyerek, that you planted them for their uh, leaves. Meaning, in general, these are things that you, you know, you plant beans for their beans, and barley for their barley, and fenugreek, I guess, for their fenugreek? What's fenugreek? Mm. It's like some kind of a thing, I think. Anyways, so even if you, so, so let's say that this fellow um, planted it for their leaves, and not for their, like, beans or whatever. So, betela daito etzokoladam. It doesn't matter that he wants their leaves. The fact of the matter is people don't plant these things for their leaves. They plant it for their like, I don't know, apparently it's called their seed in this context. I assume that their seed is referring to like the barley kernel or the the bean itself. I assume that that's what the seed is. Lefichach, um, and therefore, Zaran chayev v'yarkan pater. Therefore, I don't care that this person planted these um, things because he wanted their leaves. The fact of the matter is, their, their seeds, I assume that's talking about like the bean itself, I guess, is going to be chayev in miser, whereas these leaves will not be chayev in miser. The point being that even though one person may decide that he wants to do things differently, that doesn't make it, you know, that doesn't change the halacha. And therefore, even though he wants the leaves, these leaves are nonetheless going to be potter from miser because, you know, the majority of people do not plant these things for their leaves. Hashichlaim, kress, vagargir, garden rocket, that sounds like a very fun thing to plant. Shazaran, the Yerek, that you planted them for vegetables. 
So when it comes to these things, if you planted them, not for vegetables, for their leaves, so Ms. Asun, Yerik, Vizera, well then you're going to take Miser from both the leaves as well as the seed that they produce. Zara and Lizera, if you planted them for um, seed, so then Ms. Asun, Zara, Vierik, also you're going to take Miser from both the, the, the Zara, uh, the, the seed as well as the um, leaves. Zel. The point of this brisa being that first part of the brisa, which is betela daito adam, that even if one person does something differently, that that's not going to have, that's not going to change any halacha in terms of what's considered accepted. And therefore, Rav had initially said that you may not make an eruv with green grains because green grains aren't aren't green grains aren't ripe; they're not ready to be eaten. When he came to, and then, and then in, an, in another place, Rav says that you are allowed to use these things. We said, what's the difference? We said, oh, that was after he went to Bavel and he saw that people in Bavel eat green grains to which we said who cares what they do in bubble that doesn't make just because in bubble they eat green grains that doesn't mean that doesn't make it globally acceptable so so when rav said that what did he say that you're allowed to make an eruv with um green grains it's uh, of the garden variety it's green grains from the garden, and I guess those are globally eaten, and you can use those for your Erev. Okay. Fine. Sweet. Weiter. Zer Gagir Lamai So we said that if you, like, planted, uh, what do we call it? Garden rocket for the seeds, well then, you can, um, Use that for your Arab. So, no, 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 no. This has nothing to do with Arab. You, you, if you planted it for the seeds, then you would take Miser from the seeds. So, so the question is, um, fine. So then you would, um, the question is, what are you going to do with the seed of, uh, garden rocket? So, Amr Biochan Shikim Vishonim Shlohai Allah in Pilplin Shoch Kinoso. So Yochanan said, well, actually, this um, garden rocket was usable for that. It, it, it The earlier generations, if they wouldn't have pepper available to them, so they would grind up garden rocket and they would put that, um, and they would like meat, uh, dip their meat into that. Okay, very nice. Let's move on. So Rebzera, when he was tired from learning, So he would go and he would sit by the entrance to the base Medjid of Yehuda Bar Ami, which is very interesting because we saw in Mesechta Brachis, and this, you know, we're learning today, so if you go back to Mesechtas, to Perkhafches of Mesechta Brachis, so we also see that Rebzera, when he would get Tired, he would go and sit outside of the base medrash. But over there, it was Rav Nassim Bar Tovi's base medrash. Over here, it's saying that he would also sit, I guess, by the base medrash of Rav Yudah Bar Ami. Omar, he said, He says, look, even if I'm too tired to learn now, I may as well just go sit outside the base medrash. When the rabbis come out, I'll stand up for them, and at least I will receive reward for standing up for um, these rabbis. Nafak also Yunuka Devei Rav. And then a young child came out of the Beis HaMedrash, Amrle, and Rebzer said to this young child, My Agmarech Rabach, what did your teacher teach you? So Amrle, Kshos Adama, He says that hops, you make the bracha of Borei Priya Adama, and, um, 
green grains, you make the bracha of shakol niyeh b'dvaro. Omer le, adraba, ipcha To which Reb Zera says, really? That's so interesting because I would have assumed the opposite, which is, that the um, hops grow from the air. And therefore, that would make more sense to me to be shakol niyavidvaro. Whereas the green grains, after all, grow from the ground. And therefore, it would make sense that those should be bepriyadama. How come you're saying that the hops are bepriyadama and the um, green grains are shakol niyavidvaro? And the Gemara says, nonetheless, the Allah is like the Yenuka de Veirav, that hops are Bepri Adama, and green grains are Shako Niyavidvaro. My time, how come? High Gomer Peri, Vihai Lo Gomer Peri. The answer is that the hops are complete. They're ready to be eaten, they're fully ripe, and therefore they're Bepri Adama, whereas the green grains are not ripe, they're green. They're not ready yet, and therefore they're Shako Niyavidvaro. Umaydika Amar, Tameara, Karabi, Vihai, Meavir Karabi. And Rabzera, that which you said, that while the green grains come from the ground. The hops are, come from the air. Well, lohi, it's not true. Kshos nami ma'ara karabe. Hops also are getting nourishment from the ground. Deha kachazinan, because we see the katlinan la lehizma, lehizma sa Because we, you can see that if you were to um, cut down the shrub that the hops are growing on, well then the, um, hops would die. Apparently hops, like, they don't grow directly in the ground. You don't like plant them in the ground. They kind of grow. I don't really know what hops are. I think that they're like used in beer. I assume it's the same hops. My friend pointed out that Carlsberg has this um, new beer called Luma. Um, I got it yesterday, actually. The mice is pretty good. Um, it, yeah, it's like pretty much the same price as like, all, like the others. You know, like, uh, like Heineken and, and those kind of things, but it's actually the mice. It's, it's like much better, I think. Yeah, go check it out at your local um, uh, wine shop. Only if you're uh, of of legal drinking age. All right, let's go weiter. But how do we get into this? Right, hops, beer, um, and right. So they grow. They don't grow directly in the ground. You don't you don't plant it. Rather, you um, I guess they grow like on shrubs. And the Havamin, I guess Rebzer was assuming that they don't actually grow like in the ground. So therefore they're just like, maybe almost like a mushroom or something that they get sustenance from the, um, not directly from the ground. Anyways, so, but we said, no, even these hops, they get sustenance from the ground. And if you cut down the shrub, well, then the hops will die. Okay. Well, I guess that they get sustenance then maybe from the tree, which gets sustenance from the ground. So therefore, I guess it's enough to be considered very Priyadama. Interesting. Now, Ravid said that you're not allowed to make an Erev with Kafnios, which were these, um, um, oh gosh, non-maturing dates. That's what they are. So, you're not allowed to make an Erev with non-maturing dates. Ve'atanya, right? Ve'chafnios, eh, ma'avin ve'atanya, but we learn in Hebrew, it's a core, hearts of palm. Nikach bekesef meiser. So, you're allowed to purchase hearts of palm with meiser, sheni, money. Ve'en metami tumas ochlen. But nonetheless, they're not metami tumas ochlin, i.e. they're not a food. But nonetheless, you can purchase them with my sashani money because as we learned, it just has to be primi pre, and this comes from a tree, right? It grows from the ground, certainly gedule karka. What else did we say? 
yeah, also that it has to be Vlad Vlados Haaretz, Kilo, it has to be, it comes from the ground when the world was created. I mean, the uh, Hearts of Palm fits, you know, ticks all these check boxes, right? Ticks all these boxes, whatever it is. So, 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 so you could spend your Maestro Shani money on Hearts of Palm. However, nonetheless, they are not Metamitimus Ochlin because they're not food. Vichafnios, when it comes to non maturing uh, dates, Nikhos because of Meiser, so also you can, you could spend your Meiser Shani money on them. Umitamus Tumas Ochlin. And they are Metame Tumas Ochlin. So they are considered food and therefore they're Metame Tumas Ochlin. Let's go weiter. Rabbiuda Omer says Rabbiuda, core, when it comes to our hearts of palm, Hareu Keates the Choldvarab. Hearts of palm are, as far as we're concerned, they are a tree for everything. But again, you would be able to spend your Meister Shani money on it because the definition of what you can spend your Meister Shani money on is not whether it's a food or not. It's about, you know, primi pri, gedule karka, etc. Vichafneos, and says Rabbi when it comes to non-maturing dates, they are treated like a fruit for all intents and purposes. Ella, but they, you just don't take Meiser from them. Okay, so here's our question. How could Rav say that you are not allowed to use these non-maturing dates for your Erev if he says that they are right, 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 that they are um, if they're metamitumas ochlin, it means that they're food, right? And if they're food, so then you should be able to use them for an Erev. So why does Rav say that you're not allowed to use these non-maturing dates for an Erev? So the Gemara answers, Hasam bidin So the Gemara answers that when we say that these non-maturing grapes are metami tumas ochlin, and therefore they're considered food, well, and you theoretically would then be able to use them for an Erev, well, that is where they are male um, non-maturing grapes, because the dates... Because the male dates are not going to become any mature than that. That's essentially their full um, development. And that is why they would be metami tumasochlin. I mean, some of them you would be able to use them for in Arab. However, when Rav says that you're not allowed to use these non-mature dates, that is female dates, dates that are going to grow larger and Continue to grow, and therefore they are not considered ripe, and they're not, and some of them they wouldn't be metametumasochlin, and therefore you cannot uh, use them for your eruv. But the Gemara asks, Ihachi, if that's the case, but one second, in the same brisa, right, where we're saying that these non-mature dates are metametumasochlin, and we're saying that they're male dates, that they're not going to get any larger, but Rabbi Yehuda says in that same brisa that they are not that that right that they are peturin menamaiser. If we're talking about male dates that have essentially reached their full uh, development, would Rabbi Yehuda really say that they're potter from Meiser? But we learn in the Bible, so Am Rabbi Yehuda, Lohuzkru Page Besione Ella Leinyan Meiser Bilvad that these non-mature figs of Besione they um, were only mentioned regarding Meiser that Page Besione Veahine de Tovina. Chayovin b'maiser that these non-mature um, um, figs of Besione and these non-mature dates of tovina they are chayovin and maiser because we're talking about male non-mature dates and non-mature figs that aren't going to get any more developed and therefore they're chayovin and maiser. So if it's true that that brisa 
where we're saying that these non-mature dates are um, tahor from Tumas Ochlin, that they're not shaykh to Tumas Ochlin, and we want to say that those are male dates, Wait, no, 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 no. No, that they are tummy Tumas Ochlin. That they are Shaykh to Tumas Ochlin. I.e. that they are considered food. And we're saying that they are talking about male dates that are fully developed. And that's why they're considered food. Well, if that's the case, then Rabbi Yehuda would say that they are Chayovin in Meiser. But why does he say that they're Potter in Meiser? Elul Olam Lav so really, that Brisa is not talking about um, male dates. So rather, it's just talking about regular dates, okay? And therefore, if it's talking about regular dates, well then, how come they would be considered ochel? How come they would be shaykh to Tumas Ochlin? So the Inyan Tumas Ochlin, shiny, right? Meaning, we're talking about non-mature female dates, non-mature dates that are going to grow larger and because they're growing to grow larger so that is why Rabbi Yudah says that they are not shaykh to Meiser okay and then Mistama also you would not be able to make an Erev with them but then the question remains then how come we are saying how come the Tanakama is saying that they would Mistama Rabbi Yehuda would agree that they would be Metami Tumas Ochlin so Uleinan Tumas Ochlin Shiny, Kedam Reb Yochanan, Sag Reb Yochanan says, Ho'overoi lemaskana idea, or, since if you put these um, non-mature dates over fire, you can kind of fix them and make them good. So, Achanami Ho'ov Yochanan lemaskana idea, or. So, actually, no. So, Reb Yochanan was talking about in a different context, which was, as we're going to see in a minute, almonds. So, here also, since by these non-mature dates, you'd be able to put them over fire and make them good, well then, in terms of Tumas Ochlin, they will be Metami Tumas Ochlin already, but in terms of um, you know, Eruv, you would not be able to use them for an Eruv, as Rob said. That is because by an Eruv, you need them to be edible now. And these aren't edible now. You would first have to put them over to uh, over a fire to make them good. Therefore, they're not Shaykh for an Eruv, but they would be Metami um, Tumas Ochlin because since you can make them good over a fire, that would be enough for Tumas Ochlin. Where did Rabbi Yochanan make his statement about putting something over a fire to make it good. So, Ahad de Tanya, on the, that which we learn in Abraisa, Shkedim Amarim, so if you have bitter almonds, all right, Ketanim Chayavin Gedolim Pturin, so the small bitter almonds are Chayavin Meiser, because um, the small bitter almonds, they're still edible when they're small. It's only when they get big that they become too bitter and you can't eat them. So, Gedolim Pturin, Misukim, if we're talking about sweet almonds, well then, Gedolim Chayavin, once they get big and good and Geschmack, so then, they are chayv and meiser, ketan and peturin, but when they're still small and not yet ripe, so then they're peturin from meiser. Reb Shimon, Reb Yossi. So now the Gersa changes it to Reb Yishmael, Reb Yossi. Two interesting things about this. First of all, in Gemara Shabbos and Dafkuf Yud Chesimut Beis, we listed all five children of Reb Yossi. There was no Reb Shimon over there. So uh, it makes sense to say that this is Reb Yishmael, Reb Yossi. And also, additionally, in Masech Shabbos, I had had a Havmina to say that often when Reb Yishmael, Reb Yossi is quoted, um, he's often quoting his father. And sure enough, here again, we have He says the name of his father. That both, when it comes, when it comes to the um, bitter almonds, both the um, big ones and the small ones are going to be putter from Meiser because the, when they're big, they're bitter. And even when they're small and they're edible, they're not yet ripe. So they can be putter from Meiser. 
And there are those who say that actually what Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yossi was saying uh, in the name of his father was that by the bitter ones, both when they're big and when they're small, they are going to be chayav in Maisa. We're going to have to figure out why. So Rabbi Illa said that Rabbi Chanina paskened in Sipore, which we saw in Masechta Shabbos and that that's where Rabbi Yossi was exiled to, that um, so in Sipori, they paskin, like, the one who says that Rabbi Yossi said that both big and small bitter almonds are going to be potter from Miser. Now, according to the, right, according to the thought to say that when it comes to bitter almonds, both when they're big and when they're small, they are, um, chayv and Miser. Well, I understand the small ones, you could say, because when they're small, they're still edible. What about when they're big? They're, when they're big, they're just bitter. What can you use them for? Or, since you can theoretically heat them up over the fire. Okay, fine. Omar, Mar, we said earlier, So, Rabiuda said that when it comes to hearts of palm, it's essentially like a tree for all intents and purposes. So... But you can nonetheless spend your Meiser Shani money on it because um, it fits it fits the criteria. The Gemara says, but that's the same thing as the Tanakama. What did the Tanakama say? Tanakama said that uh, ko, uh, uh, hearts of palm, you could spend your Meiser Shani money on it, but it's not Shaykh to Tomas Ochlin, i.e. it's not a food. And Rebuta is also saying that you could spend your Meiser Shani money on it, and for all intents and purposes, it's a tree. So what's the nafkamina between Rabbi Yudah and the Chacham and the Tanakama? So Abaye So Abaye says the nafkamina would be if you were to boil and to fry it. If you were to boil it and to fry it, um, the Tanakama would say it would be considered food, whereas Rabbi Yudah would say it's not still not considered food, it's still considered a tree. Maskif Rav, Rav Is there really anybody who would say that once already you have boiled and or, or, and or fried um, this heart's of palm, is there anybody who would maintain that it would not be a tree? That it would not be food? We learned it by or Vashilya, skin and fetus. Uh, no, placenta, not fetus. No, 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 you don't want to boil a fetus, Mistama. Placenta. That's what you want to boil. Vatania or Vashilya in Metamin Tumas Ochlin that the um, skin and the uh, placenta um, are not Metamin Tumas Ochlin. Or Shashalko Vashilya Shachishivale Metamin Tumas Ochlin. But if you were to have boiled the skin or if you have even thought to um, eat the placenta, well then it is Metamin Tumas Ochlin. So we see that if skin and placenta can be boiled and fried into being food, well then certainly hearts of palm, if you boil it uh, or fry it, so then it would be considered food. So Ela Amar Rava Ika Benayu Bracha. So Rava says rather the nafkmin between the Tanakam and Rebuda is going to be in terms of what bracha do you make on hearts of palm. Now the rest of this until the end of the sugya is kilo a verbatim quote from Masechta Shabbos Taflamid Vav, Masechta Bracha Taflamid Vav. So bracha, the Imar, as it was stated, core, when it comes to um, hearts of palm, Rav Yudah Omer, Bore Priya Adama, Ushmul Amr Shakon Yevadvaro. Rav Yudah Omer, Bore Priya Adama, Ochlehu, Ushmul Amr Shakon Yevadvaro, Kema Chesofu Lakshos, Shlom Vachinun Alea, Ilave Bore Priya Adama. So we have machlokas between Rav Yehuda and Shmuel in terms of what bracha do you make on hearts of palm. Rav Yudah says that you make a bracha of Bore Priya Adama. 
And Shmuel says that you say Shakonia Bidvaro, right? So now we just said Davida says says Boy Priadama because Ochlu, because it's food. It's food therefore and it grows from the ground. So therefore it's Boy Priadama. Since in the end it's going to get hard and become a tree, so therefore you're not going to say rather So now Shmuel says to Avuda, sharp one, it makes sense to be like you. Because after all radishes, if you leave them in the ground, they will become hard, and nonetheless you say on radishes. So, therefore, it would make sense to say, Bari Priyadama on hearts of palm as well. Velohi, the Gemara says it's not true. It's known, Natoi inche adaita de fuglo, tiklalo natoi inche adaita de kora. The difference is that when you plant radish, you plant radish to eat it before it gets hard. But you don't plant palm trees in order to eat the hearts of palm, necessarily. So, therefore, it would make sense to say that it is shakol niya bidvaro. And therefore, even though Shmuel praised Rav Yudah, the Allah is nonetheless like Shmuel, they would say on hearts of palm. And tying that back into the Machlokas between Rav Yudah and the Tanakama, Rav Yudah who says that, that hearts of palm is like an eighth the Chodvar, if he would say like Shmuel, they would say And the Tanakama would say like Rav Yudah, they would say Let's go weiter. So Gufa, we said earlier, Amr of Yudah, Amr Rav, Kshus, when it comes to hops, Vichazes, and green grains, Ma'arvin Bren, you're allowed to make an Erev with them, Mvarchin Alein Bepriya Adama, and you say Bepriya Adama, Kshus Bechama, how much of hops do you need for your Erev? Kedam Rav Yechil Kim Ayad, a handful. Ha'achanami Kim Ayad. Chazes Bechama, how much do you need uh, of uh, green grains for your Erev? Amr Rav, Bar Tuvia, Bar Yitzchak, Amr Rav, Kim Ozilsa de Ikre. Um, like enough for a bundle of the farmers. Okay. Amarav, Chilkia Bartuvia, Ma'arvin Bekalia. You're allowed to make an air with Kalia, which is some like really hard, grassy thing. Bekalia Sagadaitech, really? You can make it with Kalia? Ella Biyarka de Kalia. No, the leaves of the Kalia. Alright. Bechama, how much leaves of Kalia? Amarav, Chilkim Loayad. A handful. Rabirmia Nafak Likiriyasa. Rabirmia went out to the villages. They asked him, So they said, Hey, can you make an Erev with moist beans? And he didn't know the answer. When Rabbi came to the base they said to him, Rabbi said the following, You're allowed to make an Erev with, with moist beans. How much? Okay, say a handful of moist beans you can use for an Erev. Rabbi Amnuna said that you're allowed to Make an air with raw beets. Ini really But Rav Chizda said that a live, i.e. a raw beet, will kill a live man. So au be bashil velo bashil. No, it's only going to kill this right. A live beet will kill a live man when um it's like partially cooked. Alright. But if it's like um Raw, you can use it for your Erev and you don't have to worry about it killing anybody. Igadamir, those who say, Amr of Amnuna, the Rav Nuna said, Ain ma'arvin betradin chayin. You're not allowed to make an Erev with, um, raw beets. The Amr of Chizda, silka chaya, katul Because of Chizda said that a live beet kills a live man. But one second, we see that people eat raw beets and they don't die. So when Rav Hamnuna says not to um, make an Erev with uh, these beets, it means when they're like kind of partially cooked. Amr of Chizda says, As we remember from Masech de Brachis, um, a 
uh, cooked dish made out of beets, epis of borscht. So it is good for your heart and good for your eyes and certainly good for your guts. That is if it's sitting on the stove and reducing and going toch, 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 toch. That is the sound of bubbles, right? Right. Friends, review of Dav Chavches of Masechta Ervin. So, right. We continued our discussion about Gidule Karka when it comes to Meiser Sheni. Can you spend your money on, 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 on these things? So Abai says, look, fish are considered Gidule Karka. Um, and therefore the nafkamina between those two brises that learn out klalufaru klal would be can you spend your money on fish. Um, but then we said, wait, Rabbi doesn't actually hold that. And we brought a proof from Makos. And Ravina says, actually, what we're talking about is birds. Can you spend your money on birds? But both of these two brises of the klalufaru klal agree that you cannot spend your maizu shani money on fish. Unlike Rabbi Eliezer and, and Rabbi Yudah ben, um, what was his name? Rabbi Yudah ben, uh, Gadish, Viter. So, and then we talked about uh, two different perspectives of Klal, Ufrat, Uklal. One of them is to say that the second Klal is the main one, and therefore it's really a Prat and a Klal that then gets kind of reined in by the first um, Klal. The other one is to say that the first Klal is the Iker, and therefore it's a Klal, Ufrat, which then gets added onto from the second Klal. Talk about using coriander for Eruv, right? The problem being that um, coriander is not good for sperm, and therefore, people who have, don't, do not have children should not eat coriander. So how can you use coriander for an Eruv globally if not everyone can eat it? So one way to understand it is that only pe- people with children can use coriander. The other one is to say even people without children can use coriander since people with children can eat it. Um, and then we said maybe it's talking about median coriander, um, which anybody can eat. Talk about green grains for an Eruv. So we say if it's the garden variety, then it's acceptable. But if it's other varieties, then it's not acceptable. And non-maturing dates. So you cannot use them for an Eruv, but they would be putter from Meiser, at least according to Rabbi Yehuda. And in terms of Tumas Ochlin, they are Metami Tumas Ochlin because um, you can sweeten them with fire. Talks about hearts of palm. So Abai says that when they're cooked or fried, so then Rabbi Yudah would say it's not considered food and Tanakam would say it is considered food. Rava disagrees and says that the Manafkamin between Rabbi Yudah and um, the Tanakama is about the bracha. Uh, Rabbi Yudah would say the bracha is like Shmuel and Tanakama would say the bracha is like Rabbi Yehuda. Chavah, that was Daf Chavches. I hope you have an awesome day. Peace out.